The last five psalms, Psalm 146 through Psalm 150, each begin the exact same way. Praise ye the Lord. As we enter the season of thanksgiving and praise, Scott is walking us through this crescendo of praise, a study he is calling the Hallelujah Chorus. In our busy lives, we must make time to praise the Lord, not only for what He's given us, but praise the Lord for who He is. And when our heart is filled with praise, we are ready for worship. Let's join Scott now for today's study. I love the great words of Scripture, and I think God's people ought to know God's words, and those words uh, should be very sacred to us. They should be sanctified in our thinking. Never use them lightly. Never use God's name lightly. Never use Bible terms flippantly. The word amen, that's one of the names for Christ. It should be used in a meaningful way. The word that we are studying, hallelujah, in the New Testament, hallelujah, same, same word, is an expression of praise to God. It's a heart-level word. And it is a heavenward word. And so because of that, the word hallelujah should never be used lightly. It is a holy hallelujah. And Psalm 150, where we're studying right now, is full of holy hallelujahs. In fact, 12 times in six verses, we find this expression, praise him. Praise ye the Lord. Now, what do we learn from these holy hallelujahs? Well, let me give you a couple truths today from the first two verses. Let's just limit ourselves to these thoughts today. Psalm 150, verse 1 and verse 2, Praise ye the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in the firmament of his power, praise him for his mighty acts, praise him according to his excellent greatness. So, two verses, two truths today. First of all, holy hallelujahs are to be offered in every place. That's where he begins. In verse number 1, he says, Praise God in his sanctuary, and praise him in the firmament of his power. I've marked in my Bible his sanctuary, his power. Now, his sanctuary in the psalmist day specifically referred to the holy place of worship. There was a holy place. There was a temple. Uh, there was a place where they went to specifically, intentionally, deliberately to worship and praise God. Now, let me give you a couple thoughts about that. The first is... God has made it now that we can worship him and praise him in every place, that you don't have to go to a geographical location. We are the temple of God. So uh, your heart is his temple. Your temple should be a place of praise, and you should praise God in his sanctuary. Your heart is his sanctuary. So for a child of God, all ground should be holy ground, and every place should be a praising place. Uh, Psalm 100, we enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. So praise brings you into the presence of God wherever you may be. That's encouraging to me because it means geographically or circumstantially, wherever you may be today, that can be a holy place. That can be a place of worship. But let me make another application, and it is this. While it is true you can praise God everywhere, I still believe that there ought to be deliberate and definite times set aside and places set aside where God's people gather together and praise the Lord. If that was important in the Old Testament, that wouldn't decrease in the New Testament. In fact, we have even more to praise God for. Those of us who live on this side of the cross and this side of the empty tomb, uh, we ought to desire to be with God's people. And though we don't have to go to a mountain somewhere or to a temple somewhere, 
who assemble with God's people and praise the Lord corporately together, it's a glorious privilege. And it ought to be the desire of every child of God. In fact, I would point out to you that in all of these psalms, there is the personal aspect and there's the corporate aspect. The personal aspect is, praise ye the Lord. Ye means me. So it's got to be individual. It's got to be personal. You could be in a, a group of people praising God, but that doesn't mean you're praising God because praise is not a group sport. It's the individual heart attitude towards the Lord. Uh, but as surely as you should praise him personally and privately, uh, surely as it should be an individual thing, then there ought to be seasons when we all come together and collectively we worship. And so in these Psalms, you see both of those aspects. We're praising God in the holy place of worship. And then notice he goes further in verse number 1, outside of the sanctuary, beyond the sanctuary, praise him in the firmament of his power. What's the firmament? Well, now we're going all the way back to the creation. Now we're going all the way to the, to the heavens. Now we're going to the whole earth, to the universe that has been created. Watch this. All of creation is God's house. All of the universe is God's house. All of eternity is God's house. You want to know where God lives? Uh, no place can hold him. So what does that mean? It means in the holy place of worship, we should be praising God, and in every place, we should be praising God. And that means that everywhere you go today, everything you see ought to be a praise prompter in your life. It ought to make you lift your eyes and your heart and your voice to heaven and say, praise the Lord. Holy hallelujahs offered in every place. Then when you come to verse number 2, we, we move away from the, the place of prayer and of praise to the person of praise. Because he says in verse 2, praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Do you see how all eyes are on him now? They're on his perfections, not on the firmament, not on the sanctuary, on him. In fact, this is really interesting. Verse 1, first two words, praise ye. Verse 2, first two words, Praise him. You might connect those in your Bible and in your thinking. You are to be praising, but all praise is to be Godward. So holy hallelujahs are to be offered in every place, but holy hallelujahs are to be offered for every one of his perfections. Verse 2 is all about God's perfection. And praise alone makes you look at God alone. Did you know that you can pray and be selfish in your prayer? Now, you can actually pray and be thinking all about you and not about God. Now, that's not right. That's not true prayer, but you can do it. Did you know you can even read and study the Bible, and you'd have to do it ignorantly and in a fleshly way, but just trying to get something for yourself and missing God entirely and God's divine intent and purpose. But, friend, when you praise, it forces you to look at God alone because the, the center of our praise, the object of our praise is God himself and all of his perfections. Just like I had you mark two things in verse 1, his sanctuary and his power, listen to these two things in verse 2, his mighty acts and his excellent greatness. Now, this is beautiful. His mighty acts is a reference to his power and his goodness. That's what he's done. Think about all the Lord has done. Uh, make yourself a list today. Just start talking to God about all he's done for you. It'll do your heart good. It will do his heart good. Uh, it will lead you to praise. But then, not only his mighty acts, don't stop with what he's done. It says then, praise him according to his excellent greatness. What is that? That's his perfect character. Not just for what he's done, but for who he is. If you want to learn to really praise God, if you want your, 
your heart to be filled with holy hallelujahs, then do this. Begin to concentrate on all that God has done. List those things. Count your many blessings. Name them one by one. Count your many blessings. See what God hath done. But then go a step further, and that is begin to concentrate each day on an individual attribute of God. Now, he's the perfection of all of his attributes. He's not more of one than he is of another. God is God. But take one a day. Concentrate on one great attribute of God a day. Uh, Today, I've been meditating on the mercy of God, his mercies new every morning, his mercy tender to me, his mercy. Praise God for his mercy. Another day, it may be on his wisdom. Another day, on his power. Another day, on his near presence in every place. Uh, Another day, on his unchangeable character. Just pick one of the attributes of God, his nature, who he is, and give him praise and glory. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. And when you begin to think and speak of his excellent greatness, of who he is, it will fill you with holy hallelujahs. Praise ye the Lord. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. We here at Enjoying the Journey are thankful for you, our listeners. It is always such an encouragement for us to hear how God is using the ministry of Enjoying the Journey. All of the resources we provide are free, all because of the support of listeners just like you. While we believe your tithes should be given to your local church, we are always grateful to have Christians from around the country to partner with us as God leads. All gifts are tax deductible. You can visit our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, and click Donate in the upper right-hand corner. You can make a one-time investment or set up reoccurring gifts. However God leads you to partner with us, thank you. And we hope you'll join us next time on Enjoying the Journey.